0: Welcome to The Word from the Ancient Path, stories and sermons for the journey, a channel of blessing and encouragement for beloved friends all over the world to hear and experience how God speaks and works through ordinary people with an extraordinary calling. You've come here for stories of bringing good news, connecting in Christ, and building the kingdom. And we'll bring you the Word of God declared through the pastors and missionaries of the Ancient Path, La Senda Antigua. And now, the Word from the Ancient Path with Pastor Kevin Job. Welcome, beloved listeners and friends, to our podcast from Ancient Path Ministries. I'm Pastor Kevin Job, and I'm very happy to be with you today. My wife, Tani, and I serve as the managing directors and the chief connection makers for this ministry. Ancient Path Ministries is the United States branch of La Iglesia Volviendo a la Senda Antigua, which was founded in Jovallanos, Cuba, by Pastor Jose Santiago and his wife, Pastora Yami Cruz in 2011. And together, the four of us have led and direct a great team of pastors, missionaries, advisors, and kingdom servants who are dedicated to planning churches, and spreading the reach of the gospel across Cuba, and to growing a circle of support as we encourage the work of the people and churches in the United States of America. Our Cuban pastors inspired this podcast with their own personal reflections on the scripture. We hope to bless and inspire you with these thoughts and sermons, as well as the testimony of the Lord's ongoing work in and through us. In our last episode, we were dealing with a series of questions hanging out in front of us following the loss this past spring of our founding pastor, Jose Santiago, and the ongoing complications of spreading the reach of the gospel in a nation like Cuba in a moment uh, such as the one in which we are living. The calling is indeed demanding, and the work is difficult, but the Lord has been faithful to provide. From the start of the ministry in 2011, through Jose and Yami's on-site work, and through our partnerships in the United States as psychologists, medical professionals, and seminarians, Ancient Path La Santa Antigua has been dedicated to development and support of strong leadership. Quite simply, our team is stacked. The bench is deep. This group of pastors, missionaries, and administrators work along with dozens of incredible leaders and hundreds of faithful servants in every area of ministry and they will capably carry the work forward. In the coming season, new gifting is about to be unveiled in many of them. And you, as our partner, will be a witness and a foundational supporter of the work God will soon show in them. So we encourage you to stay tuned. It's going to be amazing. The ministry lives on, and we look forward with great anticipation to what God has for us on the path ahead. And so with all these things in mind, on today's podcast, we bring you a sermon from one of our mission pastors, Leonardo Gonzalez. Leo and his wife, Evie, have been specially gifted for the kind of mission planting work that we do, and literally everything to which they have been assigned has prospered by the hand of God. In the recent season of illness and death around us, the Lord gave Leo a word entitled, Death is not my inheritance. Now that is a great Christian understanding in any moment, but quite appropriate for today. And so we present it to you here with just a touch of contextual editing from me and we pray that it might be a word of encouragement to you. Death is not my inheritance by Pastor Leonardo Gonzalez. Throughout all eras of history, people have had a great fear of dying. In speaking of death and in their writing, the ancient Hebrews used terms that we would equate with rest or sleep. As when God told Moses in Deuteronomy 31 or David in 2 Samuel 7 that they would, quote, rest with your ancestors, end quote. Psalm 13:13 13, 13 says, look on me and answer, my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. But just what is death? According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, death is a permanent cessation of all vital functions, the end of life. And fear of this death has caused many people across the years to seek um, what we might call an elixir of life uh, so as not to grow old and die. Even in the earliest days of humanity, while we were still in the Garden of Eden, God's word shows the struggle that would come. Genesis 2, verse 16 and 17 says, The Lord commanded the man, you're you're free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now in the original design, if you were an obedient human, you didn't need to worry about the fear of death. But as the story continues, the enemy with his cunning appears. Genesis 3 verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And humanity's subsequent disobedience of God's command opened a great chasm between the Lord and man. Now they obviously didn't die immediately, but, but humanity began to experience some strange things. As the serpent said, their eyes were opened, their physical eyes anyway. And they began to see the same things they had looked at before, but in a very different way. For example, they saw themselves naked, but now they looked upon that as shameful. And they tried to hide from the Lord. So it would seem that now their spiritual eyes were closed. I mean, no one can hide from God. And why would you try to hide from God when God is your best friend? (laughs) In any case, the disobedience of humans twisted the balance of our relationships to God, uh, to each other, and to all of creation. Sin and sickness and death would now reign over the earth. But God, in his faithfulness, had a plan for our redemption, even as we were falling into sin. Speaking directly to the tempter, the serpent... God declared that plan. Genesis 3.15 God says I will put enmity between you and the woman between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. The Lord says someone will come who will take the serpent's poison yet destroy death forever. And as we know Across the centuries, God would work out the details of that plan. And that our Savior would come, and that on the cross, Jesus dethroned the empire of death for us. He took the poison because He loves us with an eternal love. In the Gospel of John, the 11th chapter, the 25th verse, Jesus said to a friend, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he is dead, he will live. You see, many of us try to flee from death, but we end up running in the opposite direction of Jesus. And our own efforts are never going to be able to free us from physical and spiritual death. Only believing in and obeying Jesus guarantees us eternal life. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says to us, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I remember a few years ago my kids were into this fad of um, you you would go out publicly and do something stupid um, and risky as you yelled, YOLO, which meant you only live once. Many people believe this and live by this philosophy. Do whatever you want, no matter whether it's good for you or not or could get you killed. Well, anyway, that's a lie of the devil. It's authored by Satan and believed by many, many people. But the truth is, you're going to live an eternal life or you're going to live an eternal something else. (laughs) You can choose the way of sin and collect its wages or you can simply accept the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. So now let's take a short break. We invite you to stay with us for more from the ancient path. Our greatest hope in Ancient Path Ministries is to carry the light of the kingdom of God into places where it's most needed. The prophet Isaiah said that the people of God would rebuild and restore and renew. We want to see people set free from what holds them captive. We want to offer them salvation in Christ those who are lost in the darkness. We want to live to be oaks of righteousness planted to display God's splendor. Now our ministry is built on connections in Christ and our financial foundation depends on the regular partnership of beloved friends such as you. If you would be interested in being a covenant financial partner or simply contribute to the work of the ministry, I invite you to visit our website, ancientpathministries.org. Check out the church in action and see how you can be a part of bringing good news, connecting in Christ, building the kingdom. we are back. When he left this world, Jesus promised that he would return. He would give a feast for those who choose life, and there would be something different for those who reject eternal love. So what will happen when the Lord comes for his church? We can see a glimpse of the justice that awaits those who refuse salvation in Revelation 9, verse 6. reads, in those days men will seek death but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. For those who reject the Lord's offer, there will be so much despair after his coming that it's not even comparable with anything we've experienced or heard up to now. The whole point of this message is that you might know that there's still time to choose life. You can still have eternal life in the company of Jesus and if you are hearing this for the first time there is still an opportunity to put some things in place so don't miss the opportunity to trust in the one whom psalm 48 describes as our god forever and ever he will guide us even beyond death so we encourage you to draw close remember again what jesus said in the gospel of john i am the resurrection and the life He who believes in me, even though he is dead, he will live. So friend, we encourage you today, choose life. Choose Jesus. Draw close in relationship to God. The Old Testament records two people who who departed the earthly life walking so closely in relationship to God that they, they didn't even experience death. In Genesis 5, verse 24, we see that Enoch, son of Adam and Eve, walked faithfully with God. It says, then he was no more because God took him away. And a little further in, in 2 Kings 2, verse 11, uh, the story of two friends um, out walking on a journey together. It says, it came to pass as they went and spoke, behold, a chariot of fire with horses of fire separated the two. And Elijah ascended to heaven in a whirlwind. (laughs) Now, granted, Enoch and Elijah had unique exit scenes. And for everyone else, for all of us, physical death is imminent. But I include those accounts here today to, to help us understand that the closer we draw in this life to the one who is life, the less we will actually taste of death. And even as we do pass through the experience of death, we will know that it is not our eternal inheritance. Now, a man named Paul would become the first great missionary of the church. But previous to that, he was living a life dedicated to persecuting and chasing down the believers when an encounter with the risen Jesus changed him and changed his attitude completely. And he would later write, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. After Paul accepted the call to preach Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of this world, he suffered like few others would. But in the short sentence that he wrote here, he says to us basically, Look, I, I'm not afraid of death. Paul believed the words of Jesus, and put all his trust in the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that begs the question to us today, where is our confidence? Where is our trust? Paul planted churches and he would encourage those churches to put their confidence in that same one, the one Jesus Christ who came and dethroned the kingdom of death for us. And speaking of death, in his letter, 1 Corinthians, in the 15th chapter, he wrote these words to encourage the believers. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you always gives yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Friend, we all have an inheritance of eternal life in Christ Jesus. So let us all be encouraged to walk in pursuit of that heritage and not stop for anything else. I mean, just take a listen to how the story comes out. Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 to 5. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. So the decision to believe and trust in Jesus is ours. Know that in Jesus there is salvation and eternal life. May the Lord bless and keep you by the mighty supernatural power of his hand. Amen. So that is, death is not my inheritance. Is given to Pastor Leonardo Gonzalez. Thanks very much, Leo, for sharing that word with us today. So, beloved friends, this brings us to the close of today's episode. Thank you very much once again for joining us. Be sure to check out our website, ancientpathministries.org. Like and follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Ancient Path Ministries. This is Pastor Kevin Joe for Ancient Path Ministries, La Senda Antigua. We look forward to seeing you next time. Que yo te bendiga mucho. Go.